LSUA fans, it's time for the Fort Report. Your source for talking LSUA Generals basketball with head coach Larry Cordero and your host, Ben Jernigan. Welcome LSUA Generals basketball fans to the first Fort Report podcast where we're talking LSUA Generals basketball with Coach Larry Cordero. Coach, I- I'm excited about this. Uh, ben, thank you for driving down today, man. This is awesome. This is something that we've been talking about. Glad to be able to put this in action. Well, I tell you what, this is uh, this is really a joy for me. I've heard a lot about the LSUA Generals basketball program. And, you know, you guys have been um, going at this for five years and uh, I tell you, you've got something really special. Let, let me just let me just read some of these numbers to you. I mean, in five years, 145 wins, 21 losses in five seasons. So I'm doing the math, and uh, that's a lot. Actually, I'm not doing the math. We'll do the math later. That's uh, that's almost 30 wins a season, and that is what uh, four losses a season. Uh, that's pretty incredible. Four. Red River Athletic Conference regular season titles, uh, three Red River Athletic Conference tournament titles in five years. Wow. What do you have to say about what's going on? I'm one of the luckiest guys in Louisiana, Ben. Very proud to be a part of this program uh, from the beginning. You know, that's really special. We always say it's it's all good. It is, but we want to give credit where credit is due. It's all God. You know, God allowed me to come here in 2014 where LSUA never had a program. We were able to get the right recruits, not just the right basketball players, but the right people. So he lined up the coaching staff. I mean, you can't make this story up, really. And it's really uh, just we haven't had our fairy tale ending yet. Uh, we, we've done a lot of special things. We haven't won the big one yet in Kansas City. But looking back, uh, you couldn't have written a better script. So, you know, we're, we're still growing. We're going into season six. Uh, sometimes uh, we don't take time to reflect and look back on all the accomplishments. Uh, but, you know, we should a little bit reflect. And, and it's neat for us to be able to do this podcast and to talk about some of those uh, beginning years. Yeah. Well, it's really uh, a testament to uh, to you, yourself, your players, um, but to the university. It's a testament to the athletic department. I mean, just to be able to, to to bring in to bring in a coach and to be able to recruit well and to really to build up this program from scratch. Uh, this does not happen. Uh, this does not happen every day, and so it's it's been great. It's been great for the state of Louisiana. Hey, speaking of the state of Louisiana, this year you were named the Louisiana uh, Basketball Coach of the Year. Congratulations. Congratulations. I don't know how that happened. Thank you, Ben. Uh, They called me up and said you got it and didn't even think it was coming. Uh, You know, you don't get into coaching for awards like that. A couple years ago, we got a conference coach of the the year, the Red River, and and I started saying coach of the day. And that's that's really, uh, you know, you don't – that's the the mindset is to wake up and to be coach of the day and and all those. We want to be team of the year. That's the ultimate goal. But uh, credit goes to our assistant coaches, Tyler Sobey, Jimmy Winslow, Kyle Thorne. Uh, you know, it's, it's really a coaching staff award in our eyes. Well, that, it's really, really incredible. And it's not the first time that you guys have, have owned that award. This, this is twice in five years. And hopefully it's not the last time. Uh, that means we've had some really good teams, and it starts with the players. We're a players' first program. 
you know, it's amazing how better players make better coaches. Yeah, I love it. I love them. So let's talk a little bit about um, last season. Okay, so last season, 95 points a game is what your team averaged. You led the country in that. You had six players in in double digits in scoring. Um, You won the Red River Athletic Conference regular season. You were one of three teams to win 30 games last year. Um, What a season. Yeah, Ben. Uh, looking back, we, we didn't win the national championship, and I think that was kind of what hangs over our head. The year before, we played fart, and we've been going to this Kansas City National Tournament. When, when I got into the NEIA, I, I shouldn't say this, but it's truthful. You know, I was a Division One assistant for many years, and I didn't know a whole lot about NEIA. I wasn't sure about the top 25 and didn't know a whole lot about the tournament up there, but Boy, man, it, it is a, a special week for us to be able to go up there in March. And, and we felt like we didn't we didn't take care of business all the way to the end last year. You know, we started last season, uh, I think, 28-1. And during that stretch, we, we won. And the one loss was by one point at home. Right, and you had won. You opened the season with five, then, five wins. Correct. And then you lose a one-point game. And then you get hot. 23 in a row. And so that's the most we've won in a row since season three. You know, around here when we talk, it's always, especially people close to me, they hear, you know, we, I go by seasons. Hey, that's, that was in season two this happened. Or, see, you know, right now we're going into season six. So in my mind, but we won 23 in a row. And that's the most we won in a row since season three when we were able to win 34 in a row. So you know, credit to those guys like Will Claiborne, Philip Rankin, Michael Normick, Jermichael Brown, Chris Vickers, Devin Jackson, you know Malik Harris. I could go on and on. The, a lot of those guys aren't back. Uh, we enjoyed them while we had them last year. We won 30 games, uh, won the regular season, which we did not the year before in the Red River. We were able to claim that again last year. Uh, you know, a lot, a lot of good memories, some ups and some downs. Unfortunately, we finished the year two and three. Yeah, down the stretch. Talk to me a little bit about that because, you know, from the outside, you start the season strong, you have one loss of one uh, of one point, one point game, 20, and then you turn around and win 23 in a row. So for all practical purposes, that's 29 ball games that you played excellent in, 28 that you won. And, and then you lose uh, three out of the last five. So you lose – um, to Shreveport on the last game of the regular season, right before conference tournament, and then and then you kind of you kind of you slid a little bit. So talk to talk me through that. We did. Uh, we feel like we peaked way too early. You know, we came out last year and we played the number one team in the nation the very first game in Fort Worth in a classic, and boy, we were rolling. I mean, the score at halftime, and it was just like wow. We 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 got lots of talent, and uh, for the most part, we were able to get those guys uh, to jail throughout the season. But I, I didn't do my best late, and we did have an unfortunate injury. Jordan Atabutu got hurt at Texas College the 1st of February, and I don't know if our team really ever uh, regained or re- was itself again. And credit St. Thomas, their last ever year participating in the Red River. They beat us in the semis in Longview, Texas, at the buzzer. If that shot doesn't go in, we're playing the next day for another conference tournament championship. But credit the guy in the corner who made it. And then we, uh, you know, we were able to have some time off, and, and we went up to Kansas City. We won those first two games, but we really weren't ourselves, to be honest. And then Lewis and Clark, who we beat the year before in the first round, 
you know, they out-teamed us. Uh, you know, we had the talent, uh, but we just we didn't take care of business. And, and I think some of the returners that are coming back have that taste in their mouth, and, and hopefully that's been fueling our, our off-season. But, uh, you know, last season you win 30 games, and, you, you, you know, it's been, it was a bad season, but you won 30 games. So, it's you know, the bar's high at LSUA. Coach Will Claiborne had a had an incredible season last year. I mean, he was an All American, not your first All American, but but talk, um, but but an incredible season. So uh, speak to us about his incredible season last year, and then just the, the impact of an All American in your program. Ben, you're gonna make me cry talking about this big guy. That exactly is what uh, we did when he called and committed four or five years ago. Uh, hats off to Casey Petri, my former assistant. He's not here. He's at a junior college. But he did an amazing job in uh, discovering Will. I did know Will's high school coach, Joey Tolis. He's a friend of mine for a while. But, you know, now Will's leaving. I feel like I'm going to cry again. Uh, Will has been our fourth All-American in a row. Started with D'Angelo Coleman, Brian Sylvester, Jordan Williams, and now big Will Claiborne. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, – I don't know if it's a regret of mine or not, but we almost redshirted Will Claiborne. I wish we could have Will Claiborne every single year. He led us in scoring. He led us in rebounding. He's a gentle giant. Uh, he's going to finish up his degree. He's more than likely going to go play professionally. But uh, you know, he's such an unbelievable person and he, an ambassador for our basketball program and our university to be down the road once he graduates. But you know, you could throw the ball down low to Big Will, and you know you're going to get a bucket more times than not. I mean, he led the nation 74% field goal percentage. That's all unbelievable. All levels. Not just NAIA, Ben, but anybody that played college basketball last year, he was the best, the most efficient basketball player. So you look at him, yeah, he's a big guy, this and that, uh, but he's skilled, great hands. But what's best about Will Claiborne is his heart, man. He, he's an awesome person. That's what makes LSU a basketball. He's not, not just an, an All-American on the court. He's, he's, he's literally an All-American person. He, you know, I, We started calling him, I want to recall his nickname, I think it was Demand and Supply. Because uh, you demand the ball, he was going to supply us with a bucket. So we always have guys <laughs> with a little nickname. That was I love his. It. I love it. Thinking about last season, you know, obviously you guys accomplished a lot, um, very successful season. But what was your favorite moment of, of the 2018-19 basketball season? Ben, that's a hard question, man. I need to get these before we go uh, recording this. Uh, let me think about it real quick. You know, just first thing that comes to mind is Kobe Harrison. He was our homecoming king of LSUA. Yeah, right. And we do that here at a home game at halftime, and nobody really – I didn't even know he was the winner, and they announced it, and he's in his jersey. So that was pretty special. That's cool. Along with senior day, if I can go with another one, we had seven seniors, and we had a former player named Tim Johnson who lives in Baton Rouge. We had basketball back in the 80s. It was a two-year program. It used to be a junior college. The entire school was – he came back and he talked to our guys. That speech stands out to me. And we go out to score, I believe it was like 110 points. And wow. while we're talking about that, 14 times this year we scored over 100 points. So maybe those 100-point-plus wow. games were, were favorite moments. So, you know, it, it, was a, it was a good season, almost a great season. So, you know, we had a lot of good moments. It's hard to just pinpoint one, but those are a few of them. Yeah, that's great. Transitioning to this past offseason, um, 
talk to us about uh, your team and, and, and who you lost last year and uh, what this team is going to look like, who you added. Um, just let's tell, tell, tell our fans a little bit about what's 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 happened this offseason. Well, hopefully everyone's listening to this. This is something cool that we've started here going into season six. I didn't mention Donovan Thomas's name, a local Bolton High School product. He was one of seven seniors along with Colby Harrison from Baton Rouge who's going to help in a student assistant role this year. But it's going to be hard to replace those seven seniors who brought so much to our program. Everybody knows Will Claiborne. You know, he was our leading scorer. He was our leader. He'd been here for four years. Big fella's no longer here. But we like the players that we've brought in. I think we've got eight new players. Four of them are freshmen. We also, this is kind of interesting, three red shirts in Anthony Stowe, who starred in the national championship game in season four, redshirted. Trent Brinkley, who played in the national championship season four, Last year, redshirted. Emmanuel Thompson, a Division One transfer from Moorhead State, redshirted. Those three key seniors will be counted on uh, early and often. And you add in two other freshmen who redshirted with Nashawn Ellis, Rayville High School, and Dustin Roy, local product, Tioga High School. So we've got really five redshirts that are going to jump in, that are going to know our language, going to know our offense, going to know how we operate. So we're bringing more back than just Vickers, Ellis, Adabutu, and Carlos. On paper, it looks like. So, you know, 72% of our scoring, we did graduate. They're not coming back right now. But uh, that's kind of a misleading number because of the amount of players. And that's what's really made LSUA LSUA. We've had guys that have bought into redshirting, guys that, you know, were old. We've got fifth-year seniors. We've got fourth-year juniors. So hopefully some of that uh, just red-shirting and developing, I think, is the word, uh, year-round uh, will help whenever we do lose seven seniors. Hopefully we don't fall completely off. I don't think that we will. Uh, you know, the all-season w- was good. We had uh, about half of our guys over for the summer. You know, at LSUA, we've got to find ways to fundraise, and we put on camps almost every other week, so they're around for that. We're training. We're in the weight room with Coach Thorne. Uh, we're doing skill development with uh, our assistant coaches. You know, we're a year-round program. A lot of schools at this level, I don't know if it's a, the luxury or the word, but, you know, they, they, they check out in May when – Finals are right, over, and they don't right. come back until, say, August. Yeah. Right? You know, we've been able to to just say, you know what, guys, I guess it's our philosophy, my mindset is we got to keep on keeping right, on. Right, sure. And so have you um, – thinking about this roster um, – have you? Uh, I guess we'll talk about this 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 coming season in our next podcast, and we'll kind of dive in a little more detail on that. But would you say at this point, this uh, this roster is it finished? Is it is it tight? Or are there any more pieces that you may add or uh, changes being made? Well, school started uh, not long ago, so we do have a, a timeline of when you can bring in the last player to get enrolled, and I think the haze in the barn. Uh, we've got probably the lowest number of players we've ever had starting a season. 17 is the number today. And, uh, you know, we've had 25. We've had 22 last year. We've had JV. But we're getting back to hopefully being just a one-team roster 
uh, to where we can really just focus on keep the main thing, the main thing, and uh, quality over quantity. I think that'll help us a little bit, be more efficient. It'll help our budget. It, it'll just uh, it's easier not to have a football roster. Sure. So we're looking sure. forward to just getting down with this bunch. And uh, you know, each season is different. Right. They really are, and and and. and we're looking forward to this year, yeah. seeing what it's going to be a, a challenge. They, they, they always are, but we're looking forward to just diving into it and, and, and being the, the best LSUA basketball team we can be for this season and not live on last past seasons. Coach, talking about the offseason, uh, one of the questions I want to know is um, about some of your former former players. So why don't you bring us up to speed on, on some of your former players who are, who are still playing? Well, it was really neat to see Gilbert Talbot in his only way, man, what a person he is. He walked into the gym a couple of weeks ago. He was passing through. He wanted to play open gym, so we changed our schedule around so Big Fella could come uh, work out, could play. And he was returning from Finland where he oh, played wow. last year. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, it's pretty awesome to have these guys going overseas and playing, you know, with LSUA. And, and really that they started here in Alexandria and they were able to – get enough experience and recognition to go to Finland and play. And now Gibby's also going to Uruguay. And then let's talk about Jordan Williams while we're at it. Jordan Williams is getting ready to go play in Cyprus. Oh, wow. And don't ask me to point where that is on a globe, but I've heard that is the most beautiful place. And it's an island in the Mediterranean, and it is a beautiful place. Last year he was in Greece and Turkey. This year, I think he's elevating up to go to play in Cyprus. So those two guys off the top of my head, even Brian Sylvester. Brian Sylvester's been playing here in the States. It's really neat to be able to have those former players. But what's even more special are the graduates that we have. 16 graduates in five years. After the season this past year, we had Devin Jackson and Malik Harris. Both those young men walked across the stage. Their family were there here at the Rapids Coliseum. And so just to be able to add to that list, now that's more meaningful than winning championships. Tell me a little bit about your offseason. And, and if I'm not mistaken, and I'm being facetious, I'm very familiar with this, but you uh, you had your basketball camps here in Alexandria, but you also did a basketball camp overseas this summer. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, Ben, we'll get into how this uh, podcast created how it started uh, at some point in another one. You're, you're going to have to come back and listen to another one, Generals fans. But I was very fortunate and blessed to be invited to a trip to China for a basketball camp in Shangri-La. And it was a basketball camp. We had 10 sessions, uh, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, Monday through Friday. And uh, we had 15 boys and 15 girls and got to work with People like you, like yourself, Ben, who I got to meet. We haven't we haven't uh, known each other long. Where have you been for the past five years? <laughs> but uh, very cool of you to to uh, take me over there to China, to a country that I've never been to, and to wear LSUA basketball and to be kind of global. And uh, even Brandon Moss, who I didn't bump into at the Great Wall, but Brandon Moss, uh, he's been in China representing LSUA basketball professionally. So you know that trip was awesome. Uh, very, very humbling, uh, you know, kind of life-changing, just a, an experience that I wish everybody out there could could be able to be a part of something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was great. It was good for me to get away. I'm sure our, our players that were here this summer were, were glad that I got away too. I don't know. I've not been away for, for 10 days or more 
in a long time other than Kansas City uh, when we went to Kansas City uh, yeah, in season right. four and played all the way to the national championship. So it was a good break for me. It was a good change of pace. Yeah. Well, and just from all the reports that I've received, of course, I was there on your trip to China, but just um, from, from the reception from the coaches and officials uh, in the area that you did the basketball camp, they, they loved your passion, your knowledge of the game, the excitement, and your real genuine uh, the genuine love and, and care you you showed for the players, and so it just in that week of me getting to experience that, I was like, man, I would love to play for Coach Larry Cordero myself. So, um, so that's pretty awesome. Well, you heard it here first, folks. This is the uh, the Fort Report, the official podcast of the LSUA Generals basketball, and we, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. We're going to do this. Uh, we do. We're doing a report here in September. We're going to do one in early October, and then we're going to we're going to connect weekly as we walk through the season of LSUA Generals basketball this year. We're really looking forward to that. Uh, our next podcast, we're going to focus on this upcoming season. Uh, we're going to look at the schedule. We're going to look at expectations. We're going to talk about what makes the fort a special place and i know it's one of, the, one of these episodes that you'll definitely want to want to tune in for so coach thanks for your time today and uh, i look forward to this man this has been great ben hey and it wouldn't happen if it weren't for you guys out there so continue to listen share maybe we'll get some type of call in way sometime but uh come out and and see us in the fort until then you're going to stay tuned into the fort report Thanks for listening to The Fort Report, your source for talking LSUA Generals basketball with head coach Larry Cordero and your host, Ben Jernigan. For more info on LSUA basketball, go to lsuagenerals.com.